everybody. Welcome back to the On the Fence podcast. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host. Hannah. I'm Dustin. And I'm Jake. Alright, today's episode, we're talking about resiliency, and we have a lot to get to, so I hope we can finish this in time. So, the definition of resiliency, who wants to start us off? Uh, I think I think I, think I can. Oh. Oh, go ahead, Hannah. You go, Dustin. Alright, so... Resiliency, it's, it's the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or, like, toughness. And uh, a lot of characters, like, this play is huge on resiliency. Mm-hmm. And since Hannah was also trying to talk, I think I'll let her take this. Okay. Um, in this play, people... It can be tough to tell if people are showing resiliency or not in this play, I kind of felt. Because if you look at the characters, sometimes you'll think they're being resilient. And then they kind of aren't you later figure out. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I guess when it comes to specific details, like, I would say Troy. Um, he's definitely resilient in some aspects, like, in the way that he, he does provide for his family. And he has, you know, shown resilience in the past, which we'll get into. But, you know, in some ways, he's also just not very, like, strong. Like, he, obviously, he, he cheats on his wife. Um, and he takes so much time putting up that fence for I some guess reason. He said that resiliency isn't always a positive trait. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's resilience. He 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 started off really resilient, and then you get later into the story, and it seems like he kind of caves in. He you know he gives in. And then he starts making excuses, and you know he kind of mm-hmm. lost a lot of that resilience. Yeah, I I feel like we can see Troy like losing it, with, like as the play goes on. Does anyone else feel like that? Yeah, yeah. I he think like, slowly loses stronghold. Yeah. yeah, the more the play goes on, the play like the play's timeline is like a direct parallel to Troy's like beat ability to hold it together and as the play goes on his ability to ability to like keep it together and hold it together it just falls apart mm-hmm. um yeah and another like so we've talked about troy's you know resiliency or lack thereof but one character we noticed rose um she doesn't really i feel like she's probably the most resilient character even more than troy um, she stays with Troy and provides for him, even if, you know, like she said, he takes and doesn't realize that he's taking. Um, and she always is pushing Troy to support their son and support his brother and his other son. And she doesn't really get much for that, you know, even when Troy tells her about the cheating, she's still just like, you know, she still continues to provide. So she's definitely like one of the most resilient characters i'm curious about where yeah even when those things did happen she didn't let it get her down for very long yeah rose did i mean she still accepted him after he came back from prison you know so like well i mean uh troy is telling his back yeah troy is telling his backstory and you know when he you know ran away from home because his you know his father beat him to a pulp um yeah he met lion's mother and then it does make you wonder though if he was telling the truth went to jail 
I yeah, know, but I, I think, think I think he did meet uh, Rose, and then he's he you know he said he was stealing for her, and then when she had a kid, he was stealing for three times as much as he needed to. Rose didn't have lions though. Lions has a different mother, and that's why she was in the play. She was talking about like all my brothers and sisters. We all have like different parents, and I just want my family to all have you know. But it's too late for that. <laughs> Odd family tree. <laughs> right. But anyways, what were yeah. we doing? Oh yeah. So when Troy was came out of prison, Rose, she was like, "You're done with all that crap, right?" And he was like, yeah, but like Hannah said, I mean, he might be done from stealing, but I don't think that's the end of Troy's crap. Troy's just full of crap. Mm -hmm. That's the whole book. (laughs) That's it. Uh, Okay, for, um, like, what does it take to be resilient? Um, and from, you know, my perspective, it's kind of it's moving on from what whatever hand you're dealt. It's moving on, getting past the hard times, even though yeah, it's tough. Um, but you just you gotta get past it. Um, you can use it as an excuse to bring you down, and if you don't keep putting one foot after another, it will drag you down, and it can lead you <laughs> down to a terrible path. That if you start going down, it only gets worse. And you keep you can keep using that as an excuse to not get better, but if you just you know take whatever spark of life you still have and like take that and build a nice big bonfire and go with it through life you know try to find something better trying to better yourself with that resilience and then instead of letting those bad uh, bad decisions bad choices keep bringing you down it takes a lot of perseverance and just getting back up every time you fall because mm-hmm. you don't have to really get up perfectly or recover the best way but you have to be willing to try to recover right um, every time we also got to think about uh what makes resiliency possible and i'm gonna actually relate this back to scott strode that video we'd watched yesterday um so what makes resiliency really possible is you have like a good support system and something to like catch you when you do fall and relating this to Scott, he didn't have a support system at all until he found that sober free group in that gym he walked into. He was telling that his story. And uh, it's it's good to be like remain positive and having like good self images of yourself. And as we watched that Scott video yesterday, we saw how he he found those things within himself and it showed he well he clearly had resiliency like a major major mm-hmm. jump in resiliency if we relate that to Troy though he had all these people around him and didn't let them catch him he kind of fled exactly so yeah I, I feel mean- like for, Rain, uh, for going back to Troy I feel like kind of his support group his wife kind of keeps him in line well, the best she can but Bono right Bono is kind of his, <laughs> you know, it's one of his, uh, one of her best friends, I'd say. And then he's like, hey, you got, you got to stop cheating on your wife. And then, you know, he just, Bono tries to keep him, keep him in line, you know, no matter what he does. He's like, he's always there. Mm-hmm. Trying to guide him. Yeah. See, Troy, just like Scott, 
Troy has that support group ready for him and like waiting for him, but he refuses to like go to them. He refuses to acknowledge that they're trying to help. Yeah, I don't think he even technically realizes they're there. Yeah. So I think he's so stuck in his own ways in his own head. Yeah, and he, I think he wants to believe so badly that he's the sole provider for everyone that he doesn't want to admit that he has people caring for him too. Yeah, that he's all alone. And that also plays into the fact that he won't admit he really loves anyone except his wife. And that's not until... Like, he didn't truly say that until he had cheated on her. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh... And it's just... He doesn't... Yeah, I think he really... He doesn't let it just work out. Yeah, he really takes, like, what he has for granted you know with his community why do you guys think like he's like that like any theories <laughs> any well predictions? i think i think uh, a lot of it is just simply the time the time that they're living in like the mm-hmm. day and age that he himself is living in it wasn't very common for men to be like more on the tender side they always had to be tough and provide for everything and they were they were the sole provider for their family and they were the reason this and that and all that they, they were like they were the men were superior and anything that didn't anything that went against them or hurt their self-image of being like manly wasn't it was bad it wasn't it wasn't good for the, them I, I think part of it's also that they could take things for granted like their wives that they just like thought were objects and things like that they could take them for granted because they were in a society that let them do that even if they couldn't always feel the ways they wanted to because society repressed them they still were at the top of society over their wives and their children Mm -hmm. i think that kind of relates to i don't remember if it was the last episode or the one before that but like how troy is so stuck in his ways you know so like he's He's kind of confused when Lyons wants to pursue something he actually wants to do and he actually relies on his wife for money. He, like, just thinks that's ridiculous. And He's probably an unreliable narrator, though. That's true. Whenever he's talking. Mm-hmm. It does make you think back to things he said. Like, that doesn't seem to add up. Yeah, Troy's kind of... you think about that. I think Troy really twists things to make it look like, you know, everything rains on him and him alone. Yeah, there's definitely people like that in the real world, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, like, will they always have resilience, or is it given that when people um, experience trauma, tragedy, adversity, uh, will they yield resilience? Which one is it? Because we're seeing with Troy. Um, they will not always have resilience. They might, well, like Troy is doing, they might cave in, give in to whatever, <clears throat> you know, bad thoughts, bad emotions, whatever's going through their head. I mean, now Troy, you know, he got some foozy pregnant, and now he's, <laughs> right. now he's drinking at the bar on Friday nights and barely seeing his family and wife, or his wife and family. Um, and then, and it's not a uh, it's not a given that when people experience the, the tragedy, tragedy, and adversity, that they'll yield resilience. Um, there's, you know, I mean, you look around the world today, and you 
see that a lot of that stuff does scar and a lot of the times they don't recover or you know it leads them down a dark path um mm-hmm. like hannah said earlier like resiliency is not also it's not just staying away from that stuff it's also the ability to come back from it and so i guess i'm i'm curious to see as we keep reading how troy manages to come back from like if he if he manages to come back from it and build that resiliency or if he's just gonna stay down you know there's so many ways that people can come off trauma there's not really set in stone that someone's going to be one way or the other so you're going to have people on one side of the spectrum and people on the other side where some are just very resilient and some just aren't Mm -hmm. And it's all going to end differently for every person. So, it's not really set in stone for them to be resilient. But rather, it, it takes more of something from within you to be resilient mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah. I think that's a good stopping point now. So, yeah, I think that's good. No we final comments? It. We did it! Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. That's it for episode three. Yep. Uh, three of on the fence. Ooh, episode three of on the fence is over. I hope you enjoyed listening. Hope you got some knowledge. Um. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.